0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Brief. Thanks for joining us once again. You have been terrific supporters of The Brief and my website, uh, thegregjarrett.com. I've got a new book coming out. It's called The Trial of the Century. It's available for pre-order now. Publishers Weekly has called it Colorful and Dramatic, an account of one of the most consequential free speech debates in American history. You can go to my website, thegregjarrett.com, and learn more about it. And again, it's available for pre-order online at amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com, as well as other online websites. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times
1: bestselling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett.
0: New report, the government is warning of a known safety threat that poisons thousands of Americans every year and worse. Craig didn't know his wife and kids were going to die that night. Craig tried to do the right thing during Hurricane Ida. He bought a gas generator and fired it up. But during the night, deadly carbon monoxide seeped out of the gas generator and into Craig's home. It poisoned his wife and two children in their sleep say fire officials. The sad part is Greg isn't alone. What's even worse, Craig's tragedy did not have to happen at all, thanks to a new generation of portable, safe, silent, and 100% fume-free generators that is now available to all Americans, even those who think they might not be able to afford it. The Patriot Power Generator is a solar generator that doesn't use gas. So it doesn't have fumes, and instead of being loud, it's quiet as a laptop. Plus, it's so lightweight you can take it with you, even use it inside. And it's powerful enough for your phones, medical devices, even your fridge. And right now, you can go to 4Patriots.com and use code GREG to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store including the Patriot Power Generator. Just go to 4Patriots.com and use code GREG to get 10% off. That's 4Patriots.com. Use code GREG to get yours today. For those of you who have read my many columns about the Biden family corruption, it's encouraging that Congress is now finally, finally investigating the volumes of evidence that appear to implicate President Joe Biden in his son's lucrative influence peddling schemes, selling access and promises of potential influence to countries like China, Russia, Ukraine, and other foreign nations. Despite a laptop with reams of incriminating evidence, no charges have ever been filed in a federal investigation that is now in its fifth year Five years, no charges. And that, of course, invites the inevitable question, is Joe Biden's Department of Justice protecting the president? Well, it sure looks like it. The FBI, after all, has had the laptop in its possession since December of 2019. Whistleblowers that the bureau say top officials at the agency buried that smoking gun evidence. And we know from the Twitter files that the FBI pressured, if not directed, the social media giant to censor and suppress the laptop story. For more, let's turn now to Peter Schweitzer, one of the best investigative journalists in the nation. He is the best-selling author of several books, including Red-Handed, the most recent, Profiles in Corruption secret empires and clinton cash my all-time favorite his popular website and podcast is the drill down peter great having you back with us there is a terrific column and podcast on your website the drill down it's entitled did the clintons inspire the bidens what's the answer to that question
1: I think they did. The answer is yes. Um, You know, Greg, you and I both know, having followed corruption and cronyism in Washington, D.C. for a long time, uh, everybody in Washington loves a business model that can allow them to get rich through public service. Uh, There are very few exceptions to that rule. And I think in this particular case, what the Clintons did was they globalized corruption. You know, we think about globalization with the economy, labor, all that kind of stuff. Corruption got globalized, too. And it was really the Clintons, the first ones who said, you know, we're going to cash in not so much by going to, you know, Wall Street or big tech, although we'll do some of that. We're going to cash in by going overseas uh, to these corrupt uh, political cultures, places like Russia and China, uh, and we're going to uh, peddle our wares there and sell access there. That's what the Clintons did, and I believe that the uh, Bidens were inspired by that. In fact, you see in the laptop, when Hunter Biden is talking about setting up the uh, Biden Center at the University of Delaware, he actually compares it to the Clinton Global Initiative, saying, we can do with this what the Clintons did with the the CGI.
0: Yeah, and in fact... You go through it in great detail uh, in, as I mentioned, my favorite book, Clinton Cash, how they, the Clintons use their foundation, their global initiative, really as a personal piggy bank, and in particular, the tens of millions of dollars from Russia that flowed into their foundation. <laughs> yeah. It was really quite breathtaking. you know, Tell us a bit more about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, look, Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State uh, the first term of the Obama administration, um, and that provided a real opportunity for the Clinton family to cash in. I mean, they were doing pretty well after Bill left the presidency and Hillary was in the Senate. But once she became Secretary of State, all these foreign entities wanted to curry favor with the chief diplomat. And the perfect avenue was the so called charity the Clinton Foundation. So they would make these charitable donations to the Clinton Foundation. Uh, the Clinton Foundation, of course, subsidized the lifestyle of the Clintons. It, it became sort of a dumping ground for their political operatives. And Russia was one of the main players. Um, and it centered around really sensitive, important issues like uranium, uh, you and I discussed this on the air when, when this f- story first broke. Uranium One, this uh, uranium company that had roughly half of the uranium assets in the United States. They also had uh, some very, very uh, deep and rich uranium mines in Kazakhstan. Bill, Hint, uh, Bill Clinton essentially got the Kazakh government to sell uh, those uranium mines to a friend of his, a guy named Frank Justra. Uh, who then donated $100 million to the Clinton Foundation. And then Justra turned around and sold those mines and the mines in the United States to the Russian state-owned uranium producer. So they were essentially doing the bidding of the Russian government itself, it's it's funny to me, Greg, when you look at uh, the the demonization of Vladimir Putin today. And and by the way, in my mind, he has always deserved it. But you know, back in uh, ten years ago, uh, the Clintons uh, were very much doing the bidding of Vladimir Putin. Uh, it wasn't just the money from Uranium One; they also took in a lot of Russian money because of something called Skokovo, which was a Hillary Clinton initiative as secretary of state to create a Silicon Valley in Russia. You know, what could go wrong? Uh, and they cashed in there as well. And that enhanced the the Russian military. So uh, Russia was for the Clintons uh, sort of the 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 golden calf, uh, as it were, for the Bidens. They looked at the other part of the world. They looked at uh, Asia and particularly China as the place to cash in the most. Yeah.
0: So, you know, if I remember correctly, about 100 million dollars in Russian money flows into the Clinton Foundation and their global initiative. While at the same time, you know, Hillary and Bill are greasing the sale of America's uranium to Russia, their their ownership of it. I mean, good Lord, it's to me, it's the definition of corruption. Let me come back to something you said a moment ago. Uh, the Bidens followed the business model of the Clintons. In fact, I'll quote from your book, Red-Handed, quote, The Bidens' father and son together apparently followed a business model offering access to the highest levels of power in Washington in exchange for big money international deals, end of quote. And Peter, this is while the elder Biden was vice president of the United States, right?
1: Yeah, and that's the key ingredient here, Greg. Uh, as you know, uh, you know, with the Clintons, Bill Clinton's speaking fees doubled or tripled overnight when his wife became Secretary of State in two thousand nine. It's not because he became more eloquent. Uh, it's because foreign entities wanted to pay them to get access. It's the same thing with. The Bidens. Um, Hunter Biden sets up a international finance firm called Rosemont in June of 2009. This is, you know, what, five months after his father is sworn as vice president of the United States. He had never done international business before. Uh, He couldn't have gotten a meeting because his father was simply a senator. But now that his father was vice president of the United States and Barack Obama gave Joe Biden the billet, for policy towards China, policy towards Ukraine, now suddenly these foreign entities wanted access, they wanted favor, they wanted favorable treatment. So what did they do? They they went to the Sun, who had set up this international financial business, and said, we're happy to do deals with you. So Hunter Biden, who I don't think could have gotten really any meetings in China, uh, within a year of setting up his business— He's going to China and he's meeting with the equivalent of China's head of the Federal Reserve, uh, the Treasury Secretary, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, UBS. Uh, he's meeting with 11 of the top finance executives in China. Why? Because he's got some great you know, investment scheme? Because he's got some great expertise? No. Because his father is now in charge of policy towards China. And that's how it works. And look. The Clintons and the Bidens absolutely know this. They know how the game is played. And one of the reasons that they run the money through a family member, in the case of the Clintons, when Hillary was secretary of state, it went through her husband, Bill. In the case of the Bidens, it's run through the son or the brother, uh, James Biden. The reason they do that is it gives them some form of plausible deniability. But when you look at actually what's going on, it's very clear what's going on. And it's not fooling really anybody. Yeah, it's it's corrupt influence peddling,
0: uh, promises of access, as well as uh, potential uh, influential decision making that would favor, for example, China. You know, uh, U.S. banks flagged a staggering. 150 suspicious activity reports, SARS as they're known, uh, with a financial crimes unit at the Department of Treasury reflecting tens of millions of dollars paid in suspected illegal transactions, right? So Joe Biden suddenly becomes President of the United States, and the Treasury Department under Biden will not do what they've always done, which is turn over those reports to Congress. Instead, they have refused so far to turn them over. What do you make of that?
1: Yeah, it's remarkable, Greg. Um, You know, what they're claiming is... It would violate the banking secrecy laws. But, of course, there are numerous times in the past when Congress has requested for access to these sorts of financial records and has gotten them from our federal government. Uh, In this particular case, uh, it's a cover-up. Pure and simple, uh, and and this is the sort of thing that leads to further and further legitimate concern and suspicion. I think even by supporters uh, of Joe Biden, I saw a poll that was done, I think, by Trafalgar just a couple of days ago, uh, showing that uh, at least one third of Democrats uh, believe that Joe Biden has a massive conflict of interest when it comes to China because of his family's business dealings. Uh, these are Democrats that probably are not listening to. uh, news outlets such as yours or or Fox, where they're actually being exposed to the detailed information we're discussing. Uh, So it's very, very clear to me uh, that this is a cover up. And I think that it's going to be interesting to see where Democrats who don't want Joe Biden running for re-election because they think he's too old or they don't think he can win where they are going to line up, because we are setting up, I think, for a battle royale for access to this information. There's all kinds of things they can do to make sure that, you know, nothing personally secretive that would violate the banking rules uh, would be not disclosed. You can release the form. You can redact all sorts of things. They simply don't want the American people to know who and how much money the Biden family has received from uh, China.
0: I've got about a minute left, so let me ask you the ultimate question. Is it a legitimate concern that Americans should be worried about that Joe Biden is compromised when it comes to China, that he has essentially
1: jeopardized America's national security? One hundred percent. Just look at the discussions we have in Washington all the time about campaign contributions by big tech or big oil or by Wall Street. Those are legitimate debates. In this case, we're not talking about tens of millions of dollars going into campaigns. We're talking about tens of millions of dollars going into the pockets of the first family of the United States. So by any measure. Any measure. It is absolutely a legitimate concern uh, and one that I believe is the central issue that we're facing as a republic today.
0: Well, uh, I hope the Judiciary Committee as well as the Oversight Committee in the House get to the bottom of it. Peter Schweitzer, one of the best investigative journalists, best selling author of, of several books, his most recent, Red Handed. Check out his website and podcast, The Drill Down. Peter, thanks for being with us.
1: Thanks, Greg, for having me.
0: And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening.